Hi, I'm a blonde woman who talks to all gay men like they're my personal assistant. Condé Nasty. Last night, I had a dream that was just Diane Weiss swearing at people. That's all. It's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Um, under-caffeinated, but otherwise fine. I have a new phone, you know, so that's, that's, that's a new event that has happened to me. So that makes like the third in the last calendar year. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, I'm thrilled for you. I am also under-caffeinated, but this was a highly entertaining episode, so I am looking forward to getting into it. Yeah. Um, this week we have joining us the original Slayana herself, a very frequent contributor to this podcast, Please welcome the beloved Buffy Cummers. Yay! Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I agree this was... Yeah, I agree this was a fun episode. Um, judging, as always, was a little, like, all over the place, but it, I was I was thoroughly entertained from front to back, which hasn't happened every episode this season, so I, I'm also in a energetic mood. Yeah, no. I Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um... What was I going to say? What are you thinking of this season thus far? Broad strokes. Um, I don't know. I like, I I think just my friend was saying, my friend Harrison was saying this, like, it's a good season. Just the judging is so bonkers that it's, it's hard to enjoy. Yeah. Like, I get that. Please elaborate. Cause I, I have thoughts on this myself. I don't know. I think like. I, I mean, I, I think we'll get into it, but, like, the fact that, like, we never really saw the judges, like, read Tina for her makeup or, like, her one-note color palette, and then all of a sudden, like, like rip her to shreds for it in this one episode and send her home. Like, I like that was kind of strange. I, I, I think that, you know, I'm glad that they talked about it because it's been driving me insane this entire time. Uh, um... I don't know. It's just well, for, all over. For me, I, it's um, it's it like I like Candy. Candy's very funny, but they have a hard on for Candy and are giving her passes on shit she should not be getting passes on. And it's it's like in a normal season she would have gone home when she lost the lip sync, and then we'd love her in All Stars. We'd love her in something else. Like they just can't totally. turn it down. Can I can I say something controversial here? No, please. <laughs> I um, I feel like at the, the show is so formulaic in how it sort of casts archetypes, and I feel like it's increasingly easy, especially doing a podcast like this where you like reflect on it. I feel like it's become. I mean, I know the show is inherently somewhat formulaic, but it's felt. It feels like I know the formula even more. Like I knew last week, Tina will not do badly, but they will send her home because they've decided she's the next to go home. They cast her in that role long ago. Um, yeah, wow. oh no. I, I didn't see that Oh, I, I called exactly what would happen. Um, and I honestly feel like in the past, what's odd to me is when they storyboard, it's like, okay, so these are the three queens next to go. And it's like, if this one fucked up this week, but you weren't planning on sending her home to next week, why don't you just send her home now? Like, I'm a little yeah. like, I get that you like block these girls, but you don't even, like, at this point, it's like you've decided per episode number which queen no matter how good or bad they do and i feel like in the past they've tried to bullshit us in a way that's like you're actively insulting my intelligence by like speaking negatively about this i honestly find to my surprise 
that the fact that they like don't even edit in a legitimate criticism of Candy at all. They just like laugh mostly at her, but maybe a little bit with her and are like, we love that you're so wacky in New York and sound like a shark. You're like plus size Vanjie. Like that's their, they don't say it, but that's very much the vibe. And I feel like the fact that they're not trying to bullshit me insults my intelligence less. So I'm like way more comfortable with it. Like this week with Tina, I was like, they're not even like, they're not even really doing a good job trying to lie to me right now. They're not like putting a lot of effort into it, which is less of a smack in the face. And I'm much more comfortable with it, Um, which is weird. I know, but like that's. I just, yeah, I, I mean, I, for one, like, I'm not bothered by the candy stuff because I have, like, fully, like, drunk the candy Kool-Aid. I, I just, I do find her entertaining. I don't always know why. I just really love her. I think that she's, you know, got phenomenal makeup skills. She's a phenomenal I, makeup I, artist. Yeah, yeah. She's, I, she's got, I, she's a talent and I love her. And, like, I understand people being angry with the riggery because it's very apparent uh like when they save her but i don't know i enjoy it i i just with the with the tina stuff i just i don't understand why they didn't show us critiquing tina's makeup and color palette more like they had just like they had like i don't know like foundational issues with their storyline and it would be easy enough to to i don't know justify her going home when she did by, I don't know, showing all the times I critique her. In the end, I was actually fine with Tina going home this episode. Like, I agree. Like, I wish those critiques had been laid out to build a better case just narratively, but I don't disagree. And I didn't exactly. feel, I didn't feel like outraged. I was just like, no, that, that's, that's okay. That, I mean, of the seven remaining queens, four of them definitely did worse than her this week, which makes sending her home it's, this week well, absurd. Um, but I it's like so that funny. they're like not even trying to lie to me convincingly. <laughs> Do you know it's what I mean? So funny, it's, like, like it's I'm like with with Candy, they're not even saying because if they say it, they have to put her in the bottom. They're just like, haha, you're funny. Like I like that they're not trying to like talk to me like I'm a moron. Yeah. Don't pee on my leg yeah. and tell me it's raining. Totally, totally. I understand that. I, she, it, it's. I just wish that. <laughs> I wish that Tina had gone home sooner. I've never well, enjoyed that. Her. I guess. Well, that like, I guess. It, you know. So like, I, I, I kind of thought that they were like saving her over and over and over again because she was like their like comedy queen archetype to make it to yeah. top four. Like, like you know, like to have like the diversity that they want in in the final four. And, like, so that's why I was so gagged that she went home when she did because like. They've saved her when they shouldn't have so many times. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's so, go. should we like, yeah, get no, into let's... It? we've like derailed this so it, Honestly, <laughs> but we're talking about the season of the judging. We all have strong feelings, feelings on yeah. this, whatever. Um, okay, yeah. so let's get into it. Um, so, the next day, Rue does this, like, are you smarter than the pit crew? Or what is it? Are yeah, you... Are, are you smarter than the pit? Uh, I, I Which... love this. I love a wacky, stupid pit crew focus mini challenge it just it, it, it well it's also up. a trivia thing and you're a big trivia nerd you have famously bet on jeopardy th- 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 thank you thank you for you being the one to bring it up um <laughs> uh, no i was watching that i was very high so i got a couple of them wrong in my head and i was deeply ashamed um <laughs> that fits that tracks um i did th- i loved it it was great it was funny uh, Wintergreen was there. Everything was perfect. I do kind of wish they 
the redhead is an aerospace engineer. He's literally yeah, he's like literally a rocket, a rocket science scientist. scientist. So no, just... I know he's a rocket scientist and triathlete. Jason Carter like is a news anchor who's like on an E show and on some other show. Like they're very like, are you smarter than this rock? This like he Liter- applied while he was doing his PhD at UCLA in astrophysics. Well, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I will say this is the first time I've seen him clean shaven. I like him more with the stubble. That's not a comment on his intelligence. Um, but I do wish there had been like a little winking joke acknowledgement. I don't know. I'm not like offended on their behalf, but I'm like, I think it would have been funnier if they, if they had had one shot of like, I'm literally a rocket scientist. Like, like, like sad Bryce walking away being like, I'm smart. Like, like just something to like make, make the joke self-aware, I think would have been funnier for me, but... I'm never going to be mad at men in their underwear. That's just not something I'm constitutionally capable of. I also liked the pit crew members reading, like, like that they were asking questions and being fun. Like, I like making them a little more people. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Totally. And I enjoyed the energy of the Queens. I enjoyed getting a trivia thing where it was like, these aren't the easiest questions, but I knew all but one of them, I think. So I felt, I don't know. I had fun. I thought they were all pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. I only got them wrong. Cause I was, I, baked out of my mind but <laughs> yeah i i crack under pressure so i couldn't remember uh uh and i'm not gonna remember alexis her name mateo. right now um alexis mateo yeah, alexis, wow. Ma- alexis alexis mateo you can tell it's, it's very <laughs> early in the morning when we're recording this so we are not yeah. at our shiny back <laughs> i'm just gonna drink more of this coffee um okay bitch it is 11 a.m <laughs> very early in the quarantine morning. <laughs> has gotten us all off i was up till like three last night um okay so that was cute and then we have the candy yeah, wins. candy wins and then we have this uh this commercial challenge where it's a soda thing can i and it's all about personal branding i'm just gonna say this broadly off top this was originally like an All Stars two thing, and then they switched to the soup cans for All Stars three, which was stupid. It was and so bad. Then they moved it to having it with like the UK queens, and now they're putting in the regular season. I'm gonna say this: I actually think the full production commercial that is about personal branding should always be an All Stars challenge. Like I love it, and I love the format. But, like, you have much more of a solid brand once you've run through this. I want to see that full thing, every All-Stars. I'm not really excited to see it with first-run queens. I'm just going to say, like, I feel like this should be an All-Stars challenge every time. And it should not be a runway with a soup can barrel. I I agree with the soup can comment. That was so rude. It was just insanity um but i think that they've done this they did this for season five because alaska did red for filth um which i guess maybe wasn't necessarily like no it was still like a person yeah and then season four was the was the magazines because that's when latrice went home right so they've done it before to like mixed success because i i liked i liked red for filth i thought that was a great moment i also don't like it with the beverages when they're like it's a water it's a soda here's my thing if you're doing beverages with all these girls, just do beverages. They can pick if it's a juice, if it's an energy drink, if it's like a sports drink, if it's a hangover cure, if it's alcohol. Like, give them the freedom within beverages. Like, it's a narrow enough scope, yeah. but also a wide enough scope for them to be interesting. Like, I feel like with like All Stars 2, they let them do whatever they want. And then they pull back and now they're like so specific, it's too specific, it annoys me. But I digress. They also play really fast and loose 
as to whether or not it's actually about your own personal brand. Yeah, that that's a real subjective uh, call. Which, like, it, yeah. Like, Simone, like, Sweet Tooth, it was my favorite commercial. It was the funniest. But it, I wouldn't call that, like, representative of, of her Completely. brand. Like, her, her brand is um, being funny and compelling to watch. And that's what she was. Yeah. Uh, and then they're, like, <laughs> yeah. weirdly obsessed with the drink actually has to do something. Agreed. It's yeah, so like, stupid. It, it, it's, a it's, a, it's a set of criteria reverse engineered to allow them to come to whatever opinion they had before we started. There we go. That's what it is. Eight, eight billion yeah, percent. No, that's that's exactly percent. what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. So, which I do think is part of my, like, larger, this show has gotten so formulaic in itself and it's, like, weird manipulations like that that we all know that, like, I am, like, you need to, like, have a whole other judges panel. This should be, like, somebody else's draft. This should be, like, Bob and Alaska's Drag Race. Um, I digress. So, uh, what did you guys think of the, uh, the actual filming moments? It's always so hard to watch those because, especially for a commercial where, you know, it's not just, it's not just, like, 45 seconds of talking. Like, it's not linear in the filming until the editing. It's so hard to know because... It's so detached, and they're by themselves, so there's not even, like, a response, really. There's no... Yeah. There, I never have any clue what the hell I'm watching. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Carson doing the fart noises was kind of weirdly funny for just being unusual. Um, other than that... I did feel like when I was watching... Um, oh, my God. When I was watching Gottmik, I was like, you gotta know this isn't enough. You're literally wearing the same outfit and doing a pouty face both times. Like, you gotta know this is... Like, I get that you're not a theater, theater or production person, but, like, you gotta know you're basically doing the same thing right now. That there's no delineation, and yeah. you're wearing the same outfit. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, there's no... Like, if I was Ross and Carson, I would not be like... Like, I would definitely be like, okay, I definitely know that whatever distinction you're trying to draw... You are not getting it across. Yeah. At all. I, she, I, hers, her, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead, but her commercial made me laugh the hardest. You're not jumping like, ahead. And that we're was talking the, I mean, about them, them yeah. filming them and how they came together. You can just talk about them. Like, we're piling on. Yeah. Totally. I, like, it, it, I, that was the joke was that, like, you're, it's delusional. You think that you are, are different. Like, you see yourself differently. No one else does. So it, it, it made me laugh the hardest. It is, like, a bit of a thinker as far as a yeah, concept Yeah, it's, it's, it's a joke you have to have which, explained like, to you. Um, exactly. And I also think if she did the same thing once wearing, like, a frizzy kind of matted, even, it didn't even have to be bad, just not that silky smooth straight one. Where she did that, and yeah, then she looked, she looked so like, Argh. and then she wore, like, that <laughs> super sleek wig for the, like, sexy ones. It would delineate it enough I... to, like, mean anything. It was so the That's same true. thing that it was, like, like, there's no excuse for that level of, like, I'm wearing the same outfit and essentially doing the same yeah. thing. Um, I, I want to say, I wish I was recording this Zoom so I could have freeze-framed your face making that sound so I could mock you with it forever. It was amazing. Um, I'm gorgeous. gorgeous. Stunning. Gorgeous. <laughs> uh, Olivia, speaking Olivia of, like, it. when you said not a theater person, but, like, Olivia is a theater person. And it's like, when Olivia, maybe I'm asking too much in certain ways of Olivia, but it's kind of like, 
like your character has to have an arc there has to be a status change to make the narrative like isn't that like one of the freshman courses in getting a bfa like i I do think olivia is somebody whose resting face is like a beautiful luminous smile that would launch a thousand ships and how much is that like giving you megawatt pageant grin you just won the page like you're lighting up the stage smile versus how much are you just passively grinning? I do think it's the thing that she's not aware of and has mostly just opened doors for her. That said, I do feel like they needed to be like, you need to like frown and look frustrated while you're looking around because she can't like not be smiling. That's her resting face. (laughs) But I agree with you that like Uh, she should be self-aware enough to have gotten that note in a stage production before. Yeah. All right, wait, two things on that. One, I really need you to make a supercut of you just gushing <laughs> over Olivia Lux. Uh, just like as an extra episode after the season ends. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I, I love your love for her. Um, and two, I, I think that she got in trouble because she really did focus on her own personal brand and didn't focus on anything funny at all. Like, how do you make, like, I don't know, positivity yeah. that funny? Like, it, yeah, and that's and what it's she not praised on. Enough. So it makes sense. Like, it's not interesting. It's not funny. It's like, I understand why she chose it because the judges have, you know, praised her and for I think it. And therefore, like, have always commented on that with her, but it isn't interesting. Yeah. Like, it's not interesting and it's not I think funny. her personal like, brand really is dark, like a real struggle for her. Because, yeah. like, I think last week yeah. and this week, personal brand is, like, not distinct enough. Like, it could have been funny if she went, like, really dark with it and was just, like, delusionally positive. No, like, actually, I didn't even think about of, like, that, but you're right. But things. if she had, like, a devil look or, like, a goth Olivia to, like, yeah, moment, yeah. that could have actually been very funny. It just didn't yeah. work, though. yeah. I didn't like Tina's. I get why it's not as bad as other entrants, but I just did not. I don't know. I didn't like it, but it was a clear concept from head to toe that she executed and acted on fully. And it had a lot going on in the story. Maybe too much going on. And it was like always this 1950s housewife thing. But it was very clear and it was well acted for what it was. Hmm. I... I also I, strongly I, dislike Tina, but I can't pretend that she's a bad actress. She's a good actress. Yeah, I, I agree substantively with all the points you've made, but I'll respond with my own. I just don't care. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I get that. <laughs> I That I understand. But that's the other thing. I think they knew none of us would like her. They weren't going to edit in a way that flattered her. So nobody yeah, was going to yeah. like. No one's going to set anything on fire over this. Oh, her commercial didn't make me laugh Never. once, and it was like a very like it, it was it was it was a story. It was a plot that is like so well worn on Drag Race and I don't know elsewhere in just cheap fucking. Comedy. I also I, I like, will it, admit I do have a bit of a like telenovela thing for a hot Catholic priest, um, and she did put Bruno in both a priest collar and speedos, and. Um, so that just I'm gonna praise her, her for that. <laughs> that did rating. something for me. Um, I understand. Uh, uh, the forbidden I, I, affair one, yeah. with the hot Catholic priest is like in your search history. You can say it. Um, there we go. 
Simone's was was great, obviously, but it was one for me. It was great because Simone is great. I'm like like that cardiac arrest joke that they spent some time workshopping. I don't think it's actually that funny. It's like it's. I don't think it's actually a funny joke. But when I she, think she delivered everything with it, an attitude, right? That, that, that's that what I'm sold saying. It. Yeah, it was. But I don't of, think it was great. Yeah, it was just one of those. On paper, this is at best okay, but then when Simone does it, you're like, oh well. <laughs> no, I agree. Carson like- and Ross's comments on her were accurate that she could just sell anything in this way. I liked it more on a second watch. I actually, I liked it and I was entertained by it mm-hmm. the first watch, but like on, on a second watch, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, we're more. both saying uh, we liked it that as like a story. No, I know, board, I know. Meh, but as Simone performing it, great. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't, okay. Can we talk about candies? I don't understand why they loved it so much. It's, it's, it's the candy. It, it, they, they have also consumed the candy Kool-Aid. Just it. Yeah. It's imitating a K-hole, but candy imitating a K-hole, being candy goofy. I actually do think that, like, as much as it wasn't, it was, the way that it was on her brand was it was very her being her, which is, like, honestly, she's a very, she, before the show, she was a very successful drag queen that lots of people would go out to see when she'd be performing in New York or LA, and... It was very her being her, and it's emulating a K-hole, like, gay party culture trope that is, like, familiar banter. I'm not saying it's brilliant. I do think that it, like, weirdly stuck the landing. Well, you like, can't... And I'm not... I'm somebody who's like, Candy should have gone home weeks ago. You can't deny that the brand was solid. Like, Candy has a brand, and that brand suffused the ad. Like, it wasn't as funny. It's just... I think it's diminishing returns. Like... If if Vanjie Miss Vanjied herself off stage every time you saw her, eventually that joke would would get a little dry. And I feel like Candy has one setting that the judges love, so she keeps giving it to them. But it's kind of there was, if there were any kind of alt in there at all, just one beat of some other energy just to give some contrast. I think it would have been a very effective commercial. But this was like solid B work, Candy. Like you did the thing. You know what? I can't fault you for doing the thing that has kept you in this show. Completely, completely. I, of course, I, I just did. Was there a single joke written in that oh. in that script? Like there was no. not even like no, it was a just, joke. There was not one. The joke, joke is that it's K a K hole, which like cool. Like that is a I joke, and she just like ran with it and was very her running with the K hole joke in every aspect of it, like. I feel, oh my God, I never thought that when we got on this podcast that I'd be the one here defending Candy <laughs> Muse's commercial, but here I am. It's a strange time for it, us all. Yeah, it, it stuck the landing. Um, that's like, it just, it it did in terms of being candy and being clean it's within the It stuck the landing because it never got off the ground. No, it did get <laughs> off the ground. It got off the ground by being like, this will be like just one dimensional K-hole jokes that exist in gay bars. And Candy doing it and, like, leaning in fully. And that's all it was and all it tried to be. And it did that effectively. And Rue's sense of humor is simple enough that that's, like, it worked for him. I'm not saying saying the judges should have these standards. I'm saying I know they do. I think that, I think that the, like, just mediocrity and of that 
commercial mixed with her runway. We'll get to the runway. Could've, I'll have a monologue. I know we're going to get to the runway, but I will say, I will say, I think that that could have put her in the bottom too and no one would have been like, what? I'm so Yeah, shocked. now you're getting ahead of like... yourself. We'll get there. We'll get there, honey. Um, <laughs> also, I did Google and I didn't, I came up with nothing. Is there anything like, like, does ketamine and, and milk have anything to do with I don't each know. other? Or was that just like, this is so random. I honestly don't know. I, like, all right. <laughs> um, can I say I, I get why Utica's was bad And why it was a failure But I kind of liked it A little bit more than the critique Like it was clearly Utica There was a narrative arc She actually portrayed two states of being Depressed and sucking on the cow water Like I don't know Like it, it I think it ticked the box That technically this was You look at this and you go Well that's Utica all over um, she worked in a reference. There was the cow. I I feel like this is the opposite of my position on Tina, where even if Tina's was technically competent, I don't care because I don't like her. Whereas Utica's was had issues, but because I like her, it was more, it was just more effective. Like there were a couple of times I went, well, I'm not laughing, but I'm not angry. This was like very very Utica. So first off, I loved the Florence Welsh drag that she was rocking, um, and yeah, I. Feel like as soon as you get to, I'm feeding it to the cow, and now I'm sucking it from the cow's udders, and now it's affecting me. There's like a basic biological reality that like not even cartoon logic fits here. Where for me, it it was a train wreck, and Utica belonged in the bottom too. The cow. Thing I get that was there was a good me. and a bad, but the cow thing was amusing to you. No, very confusing okay. to me. Like I didn't even I didn't even notice that like you know. It was being fed to the cow, so I was just like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Yeah, is it was. It's so too I completely far. missed the joke. It's too far of a th- like. I get by the end, I like understand that we're supposed to think that the, the, it's going into the cow, and right away, that's what's coming out of the udders. But like, no, it feels like that should be going somewhere else, or doing something else, or be explained in some way, and it just it didn't work. And the licking of the can. I was going to say, like, the use of the product or, like, the selling point of the product is that it's so easy to use. You can you don't even have to open it. You can just lick it. So, like, adding this, like, extra step of feeding it to the cow seemed <laughs> really funny to me. In a yeah, bad way. Yeah, no, but, uh... in a bad way. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I love Utica. Utica, to me, belonged in the bottom this week. At least the bottom three. I don't know if bottom two, but... I, I agree. Yeah, she was by no means safe that week. They needed to read her for that. Um, but I did chuckle, I think, once. And I absolutely did not chuckle once at Candy's. Uh, yeah, leaving the dropping of the cannon was like, that wasn't a brilliant moment. No, it wasn't. I knew, like, what, like yeah, in the filming, when the, she's like, oh my god, did you get that? It's like, first of all, of course. Uh, and secondly, don't sec- use it. <laughs> Second of all, don't no, use it. No. Um, okay. <laughs> So, all right. I think that just leaves Rosé. I would love your thoughts. I I really enjoyed it. Um, she's a very... What's the word I'm looking for? Intellectual queen? I think she thinks about her drag a lot and what she wants to do with it. And I think that's where that distance occasionally comes in. So, she used that... She used her tendency to overthink to her advantage because I think she made fun of the thing they've been clocking her for. And the commercial itself was funny. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like Katya's Thorazine spray, but it was a solid, it had, it had jokes. It had, it was funny. I laughed like two to three times and it was like, good to very What good did you think, Buffy? 
I, so I liked it. I thought it was perfectly competent. I, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have because to me it reeked of drag race student. Thank uh, you. you. That's, that's what I was struggling to say earlier. That's, that's a great way to put it. And, and that was just too distracting for me to like really enjoy it. Like, you know, so yeah, it, it was, it was a, it was a big improvement for her. I think that she absolutely deserved to be, you know, top or top safe. Um, I, eh. It felt like oh, yeah, there I don't was think... so much that was technically good about it and it was well thought through. I didn't laugh once and it felt very like pointed to Michelle Visage and her critiques in a way that exactly. I still felt like. This is the perfectionist taking the perfectionist thing and like owning it so much in a similarly uptight perfectionistic way that it was like it wasn't joyful or funny to me. That for me it was like I feel like I keep wanting to like Rosé more than I do and I see how thoughtful Rosé is and that Rosé tries and I respect Rosé's competence and that it's clear that she's a queen who like I mean, we'll get to it, but her runway, it's obvious that she looked at how that makeup was going to look under any type of light before she did it because it matched the costume to a fucking T, which... It was really fucking yeah, impressive. Yeah, her, her commercial was not why she was a co-winner. Her runway yeah. was. All right, so let's take it to the runway. So first we have Utica walking down. The category is Beast, and we have Utica walking down... <laughs> And this very Maleficent-inspired look with this, like, long, straight, share-in-the-70s wig moment. I've got to say myself, I feel like Utica has shown so much creativity and willingness to be, like, a creature or a work of art in so much of her other runways. And I get that this is a runway category that gives license to a lot of queens to do that, but I, I honestly feel like Utica has really proven her stripes in this show, in many ways, that that quilt, that sleeping bag look is still the best thing I think we've seen, or one of the best things we've seen this season. And for me, her doing this really elegant, Maleficent-inspired look, but in a way that I've never seen before, and walking it in a way that felt like way more runway model and Simone, I feel like she's proven her chops in this category, and she did something really elegant and high fashion, and I loved it, and I was a little surprised the judges were like, because she doesn't have to prove herself in this category. She has with the rest of the season already. So yeah, I I thought it. she was... Yeah, I thought she was doing what they keep asking. Like, make it more editorial, make it less uh, shticky. And I thought she achieved that. She met the brief, and it was gorgeous in fashion. And I've never liked... I almost never like pale contacts. But so, this one, it worked did, really it well. It did work, yeah. Um, so yeah, I felt like she was doing the thing they've been asking. Like, if she had had a better commercial or it were that place in the narrative, she would have gotten the, oh, you've really grown and you've really blended Completely. your style with what... Yeah, like, I thought that's how that read to me. It was gorgeous and luxurious and pretty and haunting. Yeah, I thought I really liked this What song. did you think, Buffy? Uh, same. I, I, I loved her makeup. I always love her makeup, and I don't think that they, like... I Praise don't know. her? freak out as much as I do yeah. over it. Um, uh, I think that she's a, a, a pretty great makeup artist. Uh, I love the nail reveal. I love the way she sold it. I loved her walk. Um, I, I think that the judges were just capitalizing on the fact that she was the only one who interpreted this brief in this way, and therefore she looked so different from everyone. Like, everyone else was 
monster in some way and so they were like ha ha we can you know <laughs> rake her over the I, for me that just uh, made me feel like i'm losing even more respect for you because to me she's the only one who's already proven her chops in this category that she's the only one who should be doing this this way and that's so yeah, clear yeah. to me um all right next we have candy and boy <laughs> i like this this not even beast like like plastic or vinyl weakened at bernie's dragging a corpse moment was just like what is happening this is like it's not even an alien that looks like a beast it barely manages to land on alien the makeup isn't really helping sell that it was so not the category i've got like i don't even know how to read it yeah this looks this looks like a fake like, this wouldn't even succeed if it were Club Kid. Like, something about this, it's just... This was so bad. This wouldn't succeed if the category was, like, alien sex. Like, it's it's it was so bad. Like, I, but having said all that, and I agree with everything that you were saying, I'm so happy that I live in a world where I've seen this outfit. Like, <laughs> that makes really, one of really us. makes me happy. It really makes me happy to know that this is out there. I can just, I don't know, check her Instagram and have a nice little chuckle whenever I feel it's like. Because it really so bad. Me. I can't even. It's, it's so <laughs> bad. It's so like three degrees removed remove from like a possible excusable like this is what I was thinking moment. I I can't. I don't like it's it's funny to me that it's so not like it's so off the mark. Um I'm a I'm a monster. Um all right. No, you're not. Not at all. Not at all. And neither is Candy. So yeah. <laughs> ding ding ding. Um so next we have Tina Burner in this like Frankenstein uh stuffed animal thing. I actually love this look. I thought it was really well done and I thought the proportions were fun. And I really hated Tina's voiceover explaining it because it wasn't creepy. It was cute and fun and playful and weird and, and campy in a fun way, which she she's always campy in a way that like seems devoid of the fun. And this actually worked. I do feel like somebody gave her this outfit and she didn't really... Her interpretation of it, I didn't like because the makeup should have been something else that made sense, like a broken yeah. button or something. And it wasn't. And... Her voiceover was like, I'm sorry, this is great. And you sh-. it was like Joey J with the poison IV bag that like Joey J didn't know was poison <laughs> IV bag. It was like, you're missing the point of this and it's fucking adorable. Did either of you like this? Am I alone here? I, I loved it. I loved the way it looked. I, I agree completely. Her makeup didn't match it at all. Uh, I don't remember her voiceover, but I'll take your word for she it. She kept talking uh, about it like it was creepy and like messed up, like like this is like a stuff. And then she like mutilated. You're right. Like she had mutilated a yeah. bunch of a different. And yeah. it was like, no, it's adorable. It's like a patchwork stuffed animal. Yeah, yeah. I liked it from the neck down. I hated how she walked it. Oh my god. Ugh. Um, and then from the neck was up, it like kind of robotic. Yeah. What was it? It was supposed to be. Like, I think it was supposed to be like Frankenstein or something. Which yeah, just totally. Didn't work. Um. Yeah, her makeup's terrible. I don't like the wig either. It just... Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, like... I, I thought the not... wig went with it. Eh, maybe if the makeup wait, was better. Wait, wait, wait. I remember, were there like ears yeah. or yeah. something? Yeah. I like the ears. Was there a wig under the ears? It's the brown that is the same as the majority of her left leg. 
But it look, but it's cut in a way that looks like a short wig that's like an 80s mom's haircut. It works. Uh, I don't even think it was I, a wig. I, I, I think it was like a headpiece. But it looks hair-like, which I actually think is perfect. Yeah, maybe if the makeup were better, I would like the completed thing more. But ugh, ne- looks, neck up, it, it did not do it. Better. I get that. It looks really good on Instagram. I know she did a little bit better makeup on Instagram. I'll have to look because she but, really uh, didn't know what she was... She, it's like somebody gave her a gift of a great runway for this. Like, they gave her this costume and she didn't get it, is how I yeah. took that voice over. She still doesn't quite get the makeup right, but it, it definitely looks a lot That's better. a low um, bar, but I'll check it out. Um, <laughs> um, so next we have a furry's fantasy. Full mascot meets Jessica Rabbit in what Simone walks down the runway in. I literally thought, stop being so perfect when I saw this. Um... It was everything, like, and it, it is, like, I feel like you rented this from, like, the sexiest furry on the planet. Um, I, I, no, it's, it was it literally stopping so perfect. What did you guys think no, of this? Every, every tiny thing here is perfect. The heels are perfect. The proportions are perfect. The padding on her legs is ridiculous and upsettingly arousing. Yeah, upsettingly um, no, arousing. The sideswipe hair, the way that she knew how to work the sideswipe, like, bang moment was insane. Yeah, no, this is the second hottest fox after the, the Robin Hood one that I've ever seen in my life. Just... Completely. Um, and her face was gorgeous. I, I was like, everything here is... Per-. Like, I'm not saying she would ever, like, turn in, like, not doing her face properly because of the costume, but it was just like, your face is separately perfect. Like, it's just, like, warm and shimmery. I just, oh, God. So good. I agree. What, Buffy, what did you think? I, yeah, I, I mean, I have nothing, I have nothing more to add. I gushed over it just as much as you did, but I went to her Instagram just to uh, take another look at it. And she's got new merch with, like, it's like a t-shirt of the furry, uh, like, torso. Yeah. And I'm kind of, kind of obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah, um, so on this week's I might have to get uh, that. Pit Stop with, which is hosted by Trixie and Bendel the Creme is the was the guest. It was really funny. Okay, so yeah. that was a good that one. was so good. They talked so much about All Stars three. They're obviously actually good friends, so the banter was great. It was like maybe yeah. half about this episode and half about them and All Stars three. Like fuck our podcast. Go watch that. That show was great. <laughs> um, but they commented that they think Simone is going to like start getting booked at furry conventions and i would believe it i frankly like more money more branding whatever um yeah so next we have got mick um what were your thoughts i loved it i i thought it was a great way to uh still rock her boy chest the way she loves uh still have like a cinched waist and fabulous shape. I thought the teeth as like this big hoop skirt uh, was really smart. I loved the shoulder eyes. I really loved it. I like it was really cartoony and goofy and fun. I, I thought she looked stunning. I yeah, agree. I agree. It, it kept her out of the bottom. I agree completely. And there is something fun about it. Like not trying to be a full creature, but like a weirdly proportioned disassembled, like parts of a creature that feel like they could exist in some odd television show on Cartoon Network as like a demonic exactly, yeah, ghost I, or something. Like, 
At first, it's a little like, like I don't get it, and then it's like you walk in, and it's like, but it works. I like I don't know what else to say. Weirdly, I read the nipples with that that um, cut in the center. I weirdly read the nipples as like nostrils, and I don't know. Yeah, if I'm I, supposed I think to. you're supposed to. Okay, I I don't know. I don't know. I think you should like. It, it, I like that you're like no, that's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the bottom teeth on the Me boots. Too. I, I, I really, I really like this one. I thought it was really smart. I, uh, uh, again, my friend Harrison, who I was watching it with, um, uh, was talking about that Nickelodeon show, uh, real monsters. And oh. he was like, this is very, very much like inspired yeah. by like, like you said, like a cartoony, like goofy, but a little creepy. If you yeah, think about for sure. it, uh, real monsters look, it, I really, really yeah. liked that And one. as much as her face makeup was like, not super critical to this, this week, I loved the way she painted this week. I love when somebody uses a lot of purple eyeshadows, especially like a, somebody with like a very fair porcelain complexion uses like the iridescent undertone of like using a lot of different purple eyeshadows to do some of their contouring, especially around their eyes. Which I saw her doing in the make in the workroom, and then like it really registered here. I I loved the way she did her face this week. Agreed, yeah. and the, her hair was great. It it was just I loved it. Um. So next we have Olivia, Hersla. What were your thoughts on Olivia? Uh. So it gave me. I think. I think they said it on the show. Very where the wild things are. Right. And that works. Um. One of my favorite books as a child. So between that and Avril Monsters, we're having a real '90s renaissance in Ursula's house today. Um. It's a very. It's. This is the closest to quote unquote costumey. Because uh, that was the concern when they said the challenge. I'm like, oh, are they going to get critiqued for wearing costumes when they were asked to wear costumes? Um. Which the judges is, love to do. Which they love to do. Um, I think her face is very well done for the look. Like, there's a lot of um, depth and shape to how she painted her face, so I think it really does work. Um, yeah, it's it's very good. It's it's probably a B plus, maybe. Like, yeah, it, it's just very good. It meets the challenge, and I think she painted her face enough to keep it from being too simple. I agree. I also think the fabric choice with that, like, um glittery texture yeah. really worked for this it really elevated it to me in a way that i yeah. really liked it even though it was like very much a clear reference to me in terms of what the silhouette was mm-hmm. um okay and lastly we we have wait i wanted to talk please about go it. ahead go ahead <laughs> uh i i mean i liked it i i think it it she perfectly you know executed what she set out to do i <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just didn't like the color scheme. It really reminded me of, do you remember that Fred Savage movie? Uh, little Monsters. Like little, yeah. Little Monsters. And I don't, I don't even remember the plot of that movie, but I just, I have this like sense of being very like uneasy watching that movie. And so it gave me the exact same vibe. I was just yeah. kind of uneasy. I think I it was, it was David Stern who played that monster. Um, Harry of Harry and Marv from Home Alone played the monster who like, lived under fred savage's under his bed bed yeah yeah i don't remember anything else about that movie other than i i no i remember it making me uncomfortable like there was something creepy yeah. about it in a way that wasn't like "Ooh, this monster but the monster's nice like it felt a little like this monster's really inviting violating this child's face like stranger danger vibes like it made me uncomfortable in a way that i don't think it was intending to 
Right. So like through no fault of her own, of like of hers, it, it, it that's what it brought out in me. Okay. <laughs> but I <laughs> Okay, no, now that you've said it, I see it and I, I see I it but I wasn't movie, feeling that way. Yeah, it's not it, it's it wasn't a good movie. It's a good look, but it's not a good movie. Um <laughs> All right, and lastly we have what was my favorite look of the runway. Rose's devil look, which the makeup was per I mean everything about it was perfectly done. What did you guys think? I agree. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. As her hourglass figure. Uh, I think it's kind of funny that it took like, you know, a monster runway challenge to actually have a figure. Uh, But she's had a figure in other things. She's just in a lot of other things. She had a figure in the, in when she had a big rose on her head. Uh, But yeah, this was her body looked great. Her face looked gorgeous. It was, I loved the nails. I loved, I loved the spikes. I, it was gorgeous. Yeah, as a as a Trekkie, I I have seen a lot of people put on latex ears and then paint them very badly. Um, so I am deeply impressed that, like, that takes real skill really and normally does. another person to help you. Because uh, to, to to like blend that line, you basically have to build up like the latex over the appliance uh, to create like a smooth line. Like that's a shit ton of work um, just for the fucking ears, and it looks amazing. Like, in HD, I was not being like, well, there's a seam and I can see it puckering or whatever. I'm like, like, not just, like, you said earlier, like, she did a, she clearly bought every type of lamp to make sure that that red would match the dress under any lighting condition. But the technical execution to make it look so good and not cheap cosplay is incredible. Yes. And I think you can tell that she's done that with much of what she's done on this show. But with yeah. this, it really, like, that level of attention to detail really stands out as exceptional. Um, so we have a dual win with Simone and Rosé. What did you guys think of the dual win? Um, I don't know. I, it somehow didn't bother me that much. It I, didn't I, bother I me. I probably would have given it to Simone, but it didn't bother me. Me too. I would have given it to Simone too. Yeah, I, I would have given it to Simone for a solo win, but I'm okay with Rosé getting it. That look, I, and I bet in person it's actually probably even more stunning. Oh, I, A, me too. B, like I just wish Rosé's commercial landed more funny, but it was very good and well thought out and well acted. Yeah. Um, so like, and the runway obviously gagged. Yeah. Um, like I'm not... I would have given it to Simone, but, like, you you don't have to convince me of Rosé at all. Um, yeah. I feel like the critiquing for the rest of the sh- queens was really just not at all about what transpired in this episode. Um, I do think Utica belonged in the bottom for the commercial, not for the look. And um, I think Tina had no business in the bottom, but really could have been in the bottom last week and sent home. Uh, I, yeah, I, like for me, Gottmik and Olivia did a worse job. They were with your their bottom commercial. two? No, they just, they were them and Utica and Candy because of the runway are the bottom four. Tina to me was like, like all of them, I have real negative critiques. Tina, I just don't like, but she did the thing. And she had no business being in the bottom, let alone going home today. They could have sent her home last week. There are plenty of other opportunities they could have sent her home. 
I don't know why they waited for something like this to send her a month. Um, Tina, the argument for Tina is like, yes, it was competent, but it was like deeply unfunny. Like I, I, I did not laugh once. I, I, I actively really did not like her commercial. I, I actually laughed the most at Got Mix. Her falling, like I, the physical comedy of that, really tickled me. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm and gonna, I know. I mean, this is subjective. Know. You're allowed to your opinion. Uh, of yeah, course yeah. it is. Of course it is. I I think that my bottom two would have been Olivia for sure, and then either Candy or Tina. Like I'd be happy with either one. Okay. So I'm gonna say Gottmik definitely saved herself from the bottom with her runway look. I think that that yeah. pretty cleanly for me. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. That what? train wreck commercial with no distinction between what she was doing between good and bad. That at was the all. joke. Like no <laughs> That was the joke. <laughs> no distinction. Like uh impossible to find follow story. Yeah, uh, no change in how she delivered it. You that was the feel joke. That that can be saved by a good runway that wasn't e- that was like definitely not as good as Rose or Simone. I, I'm not saying she should have won. I'm saying she is not the bottom two. That for me. She's in the bottom. Was incompetent. It w- did end up being funny, but it was. <laughs> yep. I mean, honestly, I think it was the most incompetent. But go on. Mm. I mean, I I was more engaged. I I cared, and, and it, yeah, I just. I, I mean, I did struggle with this, and again, I was real high watching this on Friday, so, like, I did sit there thinking real slow for a real long time. Um, I think Gottmik's look was amazing, and while her commercial was technically a failure, I enjoyed the experience of that failure more. Like I said, it's it's the That's opposite. That's valid. It's, like, it's the opposite of Tina for me, where it's like, Tina technically did it right, but God, I don't care. And now, and Gottmik was, Gottmik's storyboard as evidenced by her very storyboard, was a mess. But I also don't care. That makes sense. <laughs> and that look was that, and that look was amazing. That look was so good. So I'm trying to think. If, I, I, I think Olivia should have been in the bottom, but I don't know. Would I put her there instead of Utica or Tina? What about Candy? Candy too. Oh god. My this bottom two so would good. actually be Utica and Candy. And I absolutely feel like four of these queens did worse than Tina this week, so why was she there? But yeah, for I, me it would be what? Utica and Candy, and you can make a case for Gottmik or Olivia. 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 Yeah. You know, I'll say yeah. I think Tina should have been in the bottom I agree with you, Tina should have been in the bottom last week. Yeah. Um those, other those eyebrows on Rose were savage. What the fuck was that? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, here's the thing. They both did their drag, but not well on the other. And it was such a read on each of them. Yeah, it was really, it was, I, oh God. Yeah, the second thing, I mean, obviously we're talking about last week, but like the second that they didn't like rip Tina apart, I was like, oh, well. Denali's uh, going home. Denali's going home. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. And I really, I do, I do feel like they don't realize, they story barred and like lock these queens in in a way that I'm like, I actually think the show would be better if you just like adapted a bit, yeah, <laughs> and like judged the the like how the queens did each performance. I, I don't know. Like I get wanting to save some people that you think will be fan favorites, but at this point, I feel like they like do episode number, and sometimes yeah, it just makes no makes yeah. no damn sense. 
Uh, Buffy dropped off the call. She says technical problems, but we all know that means went down a K-hole. It's fine. I think she um, wishes that's what that meant. Go on. Yeah, indeed. Um, so we're just going to wrap up the episode without her, always in our hearts. Um, so the lip sync was to My Humps. Interesting choice. Um, I think I think Utica slayed this. Like she Again, I think Utica did the thing they keep asking her to do. She was like fashion-y and editorial and focused and it wasn't quirky or wacky and all of her choices like the makeup served her the dress like there she played into her look to perform this song in a way that i found just delightful as and she was able to make it a little creepy but in a fun and playful way i actually felt like they were both doing a competent job nobody was slaying it and that if anything tina was leading and then i feel like tina closed week whereas utica was like good like okay to good the whole way through and close neatly that i i do feel that it's justifiable to give the win to utica she and i agree with you she did it it was like editorial and graceful while also being like creepy and weird she really right it was worked the look she was performing in yeah it was morticia adams it was great and i thought by the end like there were a couple of times where i couldn't tell if tina was losing the lip sync or it was just the camera angle and her mouth or something but um by the end when she like threw herself down the runway i was like okay this is this is getting chaotic you're just throwing things at the lip sync and it wasn't working for me i wouldn't say that i just think it was underwhelming um okay yeah so i mean the thing is tina hasn't been super likable and they've had it like she's competent but not charming her runways are camp with none of the fun there's something really like she doesn't have star quality and i've the whole time i feel like it's been like this is okay but meh and i am as much as i'm like i wish they were trying to judge it all fairly i do feel like they sent tina home at a time that didn't really make sense. And I'm also fine with it. Especially yeah, because but... they have her in the confessional so much. And no one likes her. Like, I don't know why they've turned her into the confessional queen. Yeah, she's not as funny as she thinks she is. Never. And, like, even that goodbye, it was like in three acts and none of them made sense. to. There was like whatever she was saying right at the end of the runway. The, she she threw out a weak Miss Vanjie callback. And then had a whole other catch. Like, pick one and do it and make it funny and it was like yeah even her like try to be quirky goodbye just kind of fell flat for me and it was just like what a what a beautiful punctuation to our time together (laughs) uh i love it when you're just like let me just be a bitch um i'm like (laughs) that's that's what i come here yeah i know sit next to me mama yeah this is my safe space um so yeah i i agree that this tina was not the worst but i but i i also don't care shenanigans happened but it yeah whether she went home last week or this week she should have gone home so that's where i yeah no i get that okay so uh who are you seeing make it to the top four now that we're down to a top six definitely i mean simone uh, simone 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 and uh simone uh would be my top four um I was more confident in Olivia t- up to t- about two weeks ago. She's been on a bit of a skid and she's hitting a point where I think her charm is not catapulting her to the top the way it did. And she hasn't figured out how to course correct for that yet. So 
But she's still she's still charming as fuck, and they like her. So, uh, oh, so, so Simone, Olivia, Gottmik, Rose. Okay. Um, I don't. Do you think they're going to put Candy in the top four on for for like they're just going to let her slide into the top? No, four? I think they slotted her as the fifth go home right before the top four before the season even started, and they're sticking with that plan. Fair enough. Um, I think that Olivia goes home next week, then Candy, and we have Utica, Rose, Simone, and Gottmik, and I think Simone takes the crown. Oh yeah, I think that's almost a foregone con- Like, not since Bianca Del Rio have I been as certain in the outcome of a season. Yeah, uh, we're currently seeing Buffy mouth Bob, and, and she is right. We are going to we're going to figure out a way to get her take on where the season goes from now, either this week or next week, because I do want her uh, f- two cents. She is unable to recall, but still on the Zoom with us, so it is kind of fun to be torturing her by discussing this right in front of her with no audio. Um, we're monsters, and with that, uh, Buffy, uh, 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 thank you so we're, much. We're beasts. Yeah, we're <laughs> beasts. Um, with that, Buffy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love you. I love the kisses that you're signing to us. Uh, thank you everyone so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Um, you know, Apple, Stitcher, wherever. Uh, I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Hersel of the Sea Bitch. Bye! Bye!